the iCoach Podcast. This is your host, Marvin Nash. I'm joined today with Matt Stepp. Uh, Matt, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Hey, uh, appreciate you having me on, Coach Nash. Uh, listen, I'm a big fan. You do a great job at the podcast. Uh, try to listen every week when I can. And uh, as far as me personally, I am uh, the, I guess my official title with Dave Campbell's Texas football is the Texas High School Football Insider. And basically what that means is I just try to be, uh, you know, on the inside track on all the news uh, and happenings around high school football uh, in the great state of Texas. I, I don't limit myself to one geographical area. I try try my best to cover the whole state as best I can. And as you know, Texas is a big state and can't always break all the stories and get all the scoops, but we, we definitely, uh, I definitely try my best for sure. Absolutely. I, I would call you Mr. Uh, Texas High School Football, man. I think huh. you're the uh, you're the key insider for just about everything that happens here. Uh, I know we met a few years ago and uh, you know, I hit it off right away. Uh, tell me what attracted you to Texas High School Football? You know, uh, I, you know I think growing up, I grew up uh, in, in, in Everman, which is uh, just south of Fort Worth. And uh, as a kid, you know, we grew up, we, we didn't have a lot of money. You know, my dad, my dad and mom really couldn't afford to take me to the Dallas Cowboys games or even, you know, TCU Horn Frog games. Uh, but what we could afford to do when I was a kid was go on Friday night and go watch the Everman Bulldogs uh, play, uh, you know, at J.E. Marsh Stadium there in Everman. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, growing up, Everman was a really good football program. There's still a good football program just to this day. But when I was a kid, they were an, an elite program. And, you know, those guys were kind of like, you know, my, my heroes, you know, they would come to the elementary school and read to us and, 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 you know, we'd have pep rallies at the school. And I, and I just thought going to the football games was, was kind of one of the coolest things that I, I could do as a kid. And it was one of the things that me and my dad uh, really connected with as a kid. And so, and my dad was cheap, you know, he, fi he figured out a loophole there where, where, where we would go sit in the, in, on top of his truck behind the end zone. There's a dirt road that kind of goes behind the stadium that's paved now, but back then it was dirt and he would park back there. We'd sit on top of the truck and watch the game for free. And then at halftime when the ticket takers would go home, uh, we would get to go into the game for free and sit in the stands. And I remember the Everman players would kind of walk, walk down this little pathway to the field. And at halftime, I'd stand right there with my arm out and try to give, give him a high five. And, you know, I just thought those guys were, were the coolest thing ever. So you know, that was probably the biggest reason why I connected with high school football, and why I, I, I fell in love with, with, I mean, I'm a sports fan. I love all sports, but uh, high school football, I think as a kid, because of, of that connection with my dad was probably the biggest reason why I, I, I fell in love and try, you know, and do what I do today. No doubt, no doubt, man. It's something about just the Friday nights with Texas high school football, and especially those, those special moments with your dad that can really, really spark that love for it. Uh, what some of our listeners may not know is that you were quite the hooper uh, coming up in Everman, man. Talk a little bit about the, about the, the basketball aspect of Matt Step. Yeah, so I mean, I I, uh, I played a little football in junior high, and I was I wasn't a bad football player. I was a you know I consider myself a, a, a decent athlete growing up, and uh, uh, started playing basketball. Um, probably I didn't really pick up basketball till fifth grade, and was was pretty good at it. And uh, you know, just I played you know three years of varsity basketball there at Everman. We, we had some really good basketball teams at Everman. I, you know, people have seen my team picture there posted on Twitter. I, I stand out just a little bit uh, in the, in the team picture. So I was, you know, people recognize me from that, I guess. And we were a really good team, but I, I was, I, I enjoyed playing basketball. I was, I was really good at it. Played them a little in junior college. And uh, you know, it was, it was something that, that I love to do and I love to play. And uh, 
you know, as I got older, can't play as much as I used to and probably put, put on a few too many pounds, but uh, still love watching basketball as well. And, and, you know, after football season, I like going to basketball games and just sitting and watching as a fan, you know, because, you know, being, being in media, I don't get to enjoy that aspect as much anymore because when I go to a football game, I'm, I'm working, I'm covering the game. And so I'm, I'm viewing the game from a little bit different lens. I'm not the lens of a coach, obviously, because you guys view the game. Uh, you guys see things that we don't see in the, in the media, but um, we don't view it as a regular fan either. So getting to go to basketball games and just kind of decompress for a minute and just watch the game as a fan and enjoy the game uh, is, is a lot of fun as well. So I uh, love the game of basketball. It's, it's, it's probably my second favorite sport um, behind football. And so it was, it was something that I was pretty good at and enjoyed, enjoyed doing just being a part of a team. That's the biggest thing about high school athletics and athletics in general is, is being on a team, being a part of a team, because you can take a lot of those, those skills that you learn uh, and apply that into your, into your career in, in the adult world. Absolutely. That's a fantastic segue. Uh, some of the things that I learned as uh, being a part of a team is the importance of just meaningful, genuine relationships. And that carry, has carried me far in the coaching uh, career as well. But for you, Matt, uh, being a, a part of the media, uh, you have such a unique relationship with every coach. And it seems like in Texas high school football, every admin, uh, it seems like you have that genuine relationship. You're able to break news before anyone else. How do you think you're, you build that type of trust with, uh, with the coaches and administration? I think it's just, you know, it's not, it's not happens overnight for sure. When I first broke into the business, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches didn't know who I was. I wasn't, you know, in traditional media. I didn't come up, you know, through the journalism world. Um, you know, I went to school to be a coach, you know, that's what I wanted to do in, in college and kind of fell into the journalism thing, just, you know, really by luck and timing more than anything else. And uh, so building that, those, so I had to learn how to, how to be in the media and learn a lot of the, the protocols uh, that come with, with being a sports writer. And, you know, the, I think the biggest things that, that I've helped that's helped me build those relationships with coaches and earn their trust when, when things happen is just doing what I say I'm going to do. If I tell a coach that something is off the record, it's off the record. You know, if it's on the, on the record, it's on the record. Um, and so try to follow through with that. Um, if a coach says, Hey, you can do this, but please hold it until this time on this day then I, I need to follow through with that because that's the best way you can, you can earn anyone's trust in any, 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 any walk of life, but in, especially in the sports writing thing with, with the, with the coaches, just trying to, to follow through and, and do what I say I'm going to do has been the biggest thing. And over time, you know, you, you know, you, you get five or six coaches that trust you and then they go, Hey, that Matt step guy, you know, you can trust him. He's, he's okay. He's not going to burn you uh, with anything. And then, you know, coaches, you guys are, are, are a huge network and you guys talk, uh, amongst each other all the time and so you know a lot of times uh, a coach that may not know me as well will talk to a coach that does know me as well and that coach will tell him hey you know you can trust step with this info this is you know let, let him know what's going on and so um, I think that op open line of communication with the coaches has been big and, and I try to tell coaches all the time you know you, you know the media can really help you if you know how how to to quote unquote play the game and, and so the biggest thing I tell coaches all the time is, is, you know, you can, you can control your message. If you just talk to us, you know, if you, if you have, a, have something that needs to be out there, you have something that, that, you know, you want, you know, by talking to us and building relationships both ways, I think that helps coaches uh, just as much as it helps us in the media. Absolutely. I, I think one skill I picked up, uh, I've worked for some great coaches, coach Reardon, who's uh, now at Chapel Hill, uh, coach Walsh, of course, and I've learned so guys who are to... really good with the media. <laughs> Absolutely. The Walsh are excellent with the media. <laughs> Absolutely. 
they've uh, they've taught me how to coach my players through the media. I can get a yeah. message across that needs to get there, and and, uh, and also keep it keep it uh, keep it direct without being too direct. So that's a yeah. that's a skill that's acquired. It's definitely, and I, and I think that's with coaches. You know, you guys are busy, and so I've learned through the years because I can be a little wordy sometimes because I'm a writer, and you know, my wife she'll say I'm talking too much sometimes, and I you know get to the point and that kind of thing. So I've tried to learn to be more direct. Um, at times and because I think that's you coaches I think communicate better most coaches are very direct and want that direct communication style so I think even with me trying to learn how to communicate with coaches better has been you know a big help absolutely absolutely now Matt this is a this next question kind of speaks to the the state of the world man uh, over the past year or so we we've been putting a pandemic and you know things have been different than they've ever been and I'm finally, as a coach, getting some normalcy. We're in the first week of spring ball. Things actually are starting to feel like 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 it did before all of this happened. For you, how was that this past 12 months? How has that been for you as a journalist? And how are things coming back around for you? Well, I can tell you they're coming back around for sure right now because uh, I'm emailing and texting coaches about seven-on-seven seven tournaments. And so I'm, I, I enjoy covering seven on seven in the summer. It gives me something to do in the summer. So I wasn't doing that last summer at all because there was no seven on seven. So I actually just got a text message from a coach at Ganado uh, having some open spots in this tournament and wanted me to put the word out for him. So I'm doing, I was working on that before uh, we jumped on this uh, Zoom call. So that tells me that we're getting back to normal because we're having seven on seven in the summer. But as far as a year ago, when, when things, you know, we're at, it's April 28th, you know, if, if you to re rewind back to April 28th of 2020, you know, we were putting together the 2020 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football completely remotely. All of us at the, at the Dave Campbell staff were working from home 100% and working on putting together the magazine remotely. And if you go back and look at the 2020 Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine that came out in June, last June, that magazine was put together 100% remotely. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And it was really an achievement. But um, if you would have asked me on April 28th, if we were going to have high school football in 2020, I, I wasn't real sure at that point. Um, I tried to, you know, when Tepper and I do our podcast, we kind of play off each other a little bit. And Tepper was a little more of the negative Nancy side. And I tried to play a little more of the positive role in that regards. And I was pretty positive, but I wasn't, I was far from hundred percent on if we were going to have high school football in 2020. So it was a really uncertain time because we had to put together what we called a doomsday plan uh, and pulling back the curtain a little bit, you know, obviously in the fall, we have a lot of football content because football games are being played at the high school level and the college level. We had to put together a, a, a con because we still have to have to have content on the website and, and try to, you know, generate revenue to, you know, pay our salaries. Right. I mean, we, you know, we're not running a charity by any means. So, um, we had to put together a doomsday plan. What do we put on the website from basically August to Christmas if there is no high school football played in Texas or college football played in Texas in the fall? And we had to stretch. We, it, it was, the, the thought of it was not pretty and thankfully we didn't have to implement that, but we were literally, we had to have meetings to try to figure out what kind of content we were gonna put out there for our subscribers. Uh, during the fall of 2020 so it was a really uncertain time I and mean, not to mention I mean just the outside of the football aspect right just the uncertain time of of, of life in general and, and figuring out you know how am I gonna you know am I gonna keep my job and you know is my family safe am I safe you know, do, do I, I don't, I don't want to get sick you know all those things are running through your mind but then you're also you're, you're stressed out about you know 
you know, what, what your livelihood and what the things you do, you love to do are going to happen in the, in the future. Cause it was really uncharted territory. So um, I think it was a really a crowning achievement that we played sport fall sports in 2020 uh, by the UIL, the parents, the families of the kids and the communities and the coaches to, to follow, you know, no one was perfect. The protocols weren't always followed 100%, but I think there was a genuine effort by the vast majority to follow the protocols and, you know, 90% of the schools in Texas played uh, some semblance of a full season. Did everyone play 10 games and played, you know, all that stuff? Not exactly, but I mean, there were, other than a very small majority, small percentage of schools, you know, the vast majority had a, you know, somewhat of a season, which was a, a great thing considering not everyone uh, was able to have that. Absolutely. Uh, just from our, our aspect, we had just got to San Marcos. Um, we were trying to see how we would even have a season, how this would work, uh, see people. So we actually had the lower level games because they started a couple of weeks earlier. Uh, we hosted some some meet, some uh, some sites or some games at our little neutral site. La Vega uh, and uh, Cal Allen, right? That's right. One yeah, of the best big football game. games I've seen in a while, actually. Yeah. Athletes everywhere. And you probably got that was, that was probably great for San Marcos uh, CISD to be able to kind of do a dry run on how to manage the protocols that were in place and the, the social distancing and the bleachers and how are we going to manage the locker room situation. So I'm sure that was great. But I mean, I can't imagine the difficulty that you guys had with a new coaching staff at a new place, not really being able to meet your kids except on a Zoom meeting and trying to do off season and summer strength and conditioning while trying to follow all those protocols like, you know. I think for a lot of new head coaches in 2020, they were at a really distinct disadvantage because of the, you know, just because of this, the health, you know, the public health situation and the pandemic and the protocols, it was really hard uh, for a lot of the new coaching staffs. And if you look at the teams who had the most success in 2020, it was mostly teams, almost entirely teams who had a lot of continuity on their coaching staff and had previous winning traditions. So those, those good habits and things were already in place. You didn't see really any, surprise teams kind of jump up and sneak up on the all in anyone last year it was pretty much it was very much a blue blood year in 2020 absolutely yeah i, I can attest to that for sure it was those who have been there uh, and they kind of had their 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 whole situation set they were rolling uh, for us new guys it was different very different and uh, i'm just thankful that things are finally getting back to the normal uh what that's close to normal as it could possibly yeah. be yeah, we're not quite normal yet, I would say, but I mean, I think we're way, we're way, we're a lot, more, that ball is a lot further down the road than it has been in over a year. So that's encouraging to see. And the fact that you guys are having spring football right now, I think attests to that because spring football wasn't even a thought last year for no. sure. So um, the fact that you guys are having spring football, the fact that I'm bugging coaches about seven on seven tournaments uh, is, is, is excellent news. And it's, I think it's just a sign that we're getting back to a more normal state of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now shifting gears, Matt, there's a, you know, as a podcaster, there's a few podcasts that I listen to, you know, Coach Noonan has a great one over, I think he's at Fleurville Hendrickson, the Hanging with Coach Noonan. Uh, I will always listen to Skip and Shannon, but then you and Tip have a pretty awesome podcast that I, I never miss. Uh, talk a little bit about how that came to be and, and what you guys put into it. Well, first of all, thank you for being a, a listener to, to uh, the Tep and Step podcast. Um, I think that was just one of those things where, where, you know, Tepper and I, when I first, you know, joined Dave Campbell's Texas football a few years ago, which, you know, I actually accepted the offer at coaching school, which was a kind of a fun thing, you know, this kind of 
uh, officially we shook hands at coaching school that the, the agreement was made. So, um, but when, when I came on board uh, about a month later in August, right before the start of the 20, I think it was the 2016 season, um, we wanted to put together a, a podcast that took advantage of, of both of our talents, but something that was, would be a value to our subscribers, you know, say, Hey, you know, this is one reason why you should purchase a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscription because you get to listen to the tap and step podcast. And we, you know, we're both high school football dorks. So we said, why don't we just call it something, you know, very simple and call it a nerd cast and just say it's two guys that are just nerding out about Texas high school football. And we, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. We've, we've got a good format. I mean, we could probably go two or three hours if, if we wanted to, but, you know, we want it, we try to keep it, you know, pretty tight and keep it around an hour uh, during the season. We'll go hour and 15 because there's, there's games to talk about. It's a lot more fun to talk about the games that are being played and what's going on around the state uh, during the season. So we, we may stretch it to an hour and 15 minutes um, during the season, but during the off season, we only do them. We do them once a month and we kind of do an hour and we just kind of, touch the high points and things that are going on in the state of Texas. If there's a, uh, a hot topic to talk about, we'll, we'll kick around the hot topic and, and talk about those things. But during the season, we try to, we, we, we do a kind of a, a game draft. And if you've ever, you know, been in a fantasy football, we, we kind of do a snake draft there where we, we pick games, you know, we, he picks five games, I pick five games and we pick a, what we call a hipster game where it's kind of an under the radar game that you might not be thinking about. So, you know, we, we usually hit 10, 10 or so of the big games every week in the state of Texas. And we talk about them and we break it down and we try to uh, talk, give our thoughts on things and, and things like that. So during the off season, you know, coaching changes, this has been a, a really busy year for coaching changes uh, in a non realignment year, um, which I kind of expected. I told a lot of coaches, you know, during the season, I thought this off season was going to be really busy with coaching changes. And so we always kick around the coaching changes topics. And then like a last, last week when we recorded, we talked about, um, the UIL Friday night rule with uh, the Friday night broadcast and then what, what kind of the status of that for 20, the 2021 season was. So um, if you like high school football, especially Texas high school football, I think it's a, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I think it's a great listen. And, and I think it's, it's worth a, the hour. It's a, it's a great listen. If you're on your lunch break, or if you got a 20 or 30 minute drive to work, you can pop that thing on while you're driving and your, your drive will fly by. I promise. Absolutely. I can attest to that. It's just a fantastic listen. And again, one of my favorites, well, Matt, I really appreciate you jumping on with me. I know this is an incredibly busy time. Uh, I want to remind all of our coaches out there, get your questionnaires in. I see your tweets. We're, we're down to four. I've got four left, and I won't call them out publicly on, on the podcast just yet. Uh, now, their, their superintendents might have gotten a call from me today because I've, <laughs> I've tried and tried and tried the, the coaches. So uh, uh -huh. we've done great. You know, Last year, in the 61-year history of Dave Campbell's Texas football, we had never gotten in. 100% of our questionnaires from the UIL 11 man football schools. And last year was the first year that we had it happen. Now, part of it was we had a lot of board coaches out there that were <laughs> during quarantine time, right? You know, March, April of last year, was a lot of coaches that were bored. We got the questionnaires in 100%. Uh, we're trying to make it two in a row. And I think it'll be even better this year because, you know, you guys, I mean, you'd be amazed, uh, you know, the fans might think that football coaches are busier in the fall that is absolutely 100% not, not true. Football coaches are much, much busier in the spring, especially the ones that are athletic directors, because you've got team tennis going on, you got golf going on, you got track and field, you got baseball, softball, uh, soccer playoffs were going on for a while there. I mean, there's a lot going on in the spring. So especially those smaller schools, those guys are really stretched thin because some of those guys are in class too. So um, it's, it's sometimes it's a challenge to reach out and, and get all the coaches in, but we've got 
we got four left and we still got about three or four more days before we got our final deadline. So we're going to, we're going to hit those four coaches up pretty hard and, and try to put together a great magazine uh, that, that's going to hit newsstands in June. But if you are a subscriber to texasfootball.com and an insider, you will get your magazine at least a week before it hits newsstands and we will mail it directly to you. And to me, the cost of that is almost worth the entire cost of the subscription because it's a great value. I agree 100%. I'll never do it a, di a different way now. That's the way I will get my magazine. You don't have to go hunting around at Walmart or HEB or, or wherever to find the magazine. We'll just mail it right to you and you'll, you'll get it before everyone else. So you can go to the field house and brag to, the, to your buddies on coaching staff that you got the magazine before anyone else. So that's a great, great thing. And like I said, we're hoping, uh, we're, we're excited about coaching school this year. You know, I think this year might be the, uh, the biggest coaching school ever. Um, because I think all the coaches are just excited to kind of get back to normal and coaching school is one of those, the most normal things that coaches do. And it's something that, that we love to do. We love to go to coaching school and see everyone and do our interviews and, and that kind of thing. So we're, we're, we're excited to get to San Antonio here uh, in July and, and have a great uh, coaching school. So uh, all the, all the Texas high school coaches that, that, you know, watch the podcast, make sure you come by the Dave Campbell's booth at coaching school and say hi to us. Absolutely. Cannot wait for uh, for coaching school. It seems like it's been forever, uh, but it yes. will uh, it will be a, a beautiful thing. Uh, I also got a little glimpse of who the keynote speaker is. Uh, actually, a guy that I'm a big fan of, Damon West, the author of The Coffee Bean. Uh, he'll be speaking. Nick Saban will also be in person at coaching school. So it, it, it'll be an exciting time. I may have tried to get a picture with Coach Saban. I know he'll be he'll be busy. But see, yeah, that's the one thing at coaching school, you know, the, the backwards hat is the trademark for me. But on the on the exhibit floor, I don't wear the hat. I can't, so the people don't recognize me. So it's kind of that's always kind of fun to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. And people wondering, ask people will walk up to our booth and ask where I'm at, and I'm standing right in front of them. So <laughs> go figure. That's right. It's the uh, Texas High School Media Mafia. It's the uh, the jorts and the backwards hat. That's how we can that's always right. spot you. <laughs> that's right. The Media Mafia. Did I tell you how? And I don't want to keep you too long, but the, the, the Media Mafia thing is is an invention of Ben Baby, who now yes. is working for ESPN there in Cincinnati, covering the Bengals. And we were we were just in the in the press box at AT and T Stadium at the state championships one year, and just BSing around like the media does, because we're we're just a bunch of goofballs too. And that, that name just got kind of thrown out and it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And it started trending that day. And we just thought that was the most funny thing on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of a ner nerdy, fun, dork thing that, that we do in the media. But hey, it's, it's stuck around for seven or eight years now. That's it, man. That's it. I always, I've had people ask about that from other states. They're like, what is this media mafia? Like, it's a true mafia. And I'm like, look, I don't talk about it. I'm not a part of it. So I can't, yeah. I can't speak uh, on it. There you go. That's right. You can't speak <laughs> about it. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Well, Matt, again, I thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Been a fan for a while. You've been a great friend over the past few years, man. And I look forward to, uh, to seeing what's next with Dave Campbell's Texas football and with Matt Stepp. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Coach Nash, and we will see you at our coaching school. See you then.